Hey, good morning. This is oh fuck, I gotta start this over. <laughs> Yo, welcome to the Snake and Flake Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Swerving Snake, joined by Big Rig Orwig on October 23rd. It's a Wednesday. It's like almost four o'clock, and uh, I'm definitely living my best life right now. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say I'm living my best life as good as you right now. I guess it's after hours for you already, though, so it's all right. No, it's a, it's just a, it's a good day. So any day where I can go to work for like two hours, somehow I hope my boss doesn't hear this. Um, I feel like he might somehow, but I definitely don't talk about the podcast at work. But uh, any day I can go to work for like two hours, leave, hit the gym, and then uh, start drinking. Right in the afternoon, I'd say it's a pretty good day. So, uh, so yeah, man, uh, let's see what we have today because I'm toasted. Oh, geez. See, this is just what I have to do to, uh, to get through the week because uh, there's nothing that will make you feel worse than losing to a degenerate like, uh, like Mouton. So, uh, worst feeling of my life. So, uh, so yeah, Orwig, uh, any uh, quick thoughts on the week, the matchups, anything uh, you want to say? Uh, rest in peace to the rig, a.k.a. Baker's Chubb over here. I caught the L to Oklahoma Flexen. Um, I don't think you could have a worse week than that. I mean, there's really not much to say. I mean, I was 84 points. Let's just hope that that never happens again. So uh, here's the question. Is what felt worse, knowing that you just lost to him or knowing that the Arizona Cardinals lied about who they were going to have as their RB, and um, Chase Edmonds put up all those points on your bench? Uh, I'd have to say them saying he's active, and then him saying that he didn't feel right after about three carries, I would have assumed that you would you know, know how your body feels in warm-ups if you're going to be able to get obliterated in the hole like against NFL defensive linemen. So I could have made the right play. Honestly, I would have rather them saying he's inactive and me just being a terrible fantasy owner and have left him in my starting lineup than them saying he was active and then I made the adjustment back in. Then what happened and transpired that he just gets me 0.2 points. And also, that's another thing. Getting 0.2 points is honestly more irritating than zero, in yeah, my opinion. That's, that's completely fair. And I have something that I feel like is probably equal equivalent in my matchup. But before I talk about that, I'm going to point out the fact that Although it was terrible that you did not have Chase Edmonds in your lineup, I feel like something that is even more atrocious is the fact that, once again, freaking Oklahoma Flexen doesn't have the wit to figure out that Marquise Brown is not going to play. And he leaves him in his lineup whenever he's clearly marked doubtful. If you look up anything about Marquise Brown – injury update, it's going to say unlikely to play because of aggravation to his Liz Frank injury. And he leaves him in his lineup, and then Marvin Jones almost puts up – he puts up 38 points on his bench. I, see, I think that's way worse than um, just being blatantly just dumb. I think that's worse than getting bad intel and making the wrong decision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, his whiff was uh, a lot bigger than mine. Uh, like you said, Marquise Brown, I mean, he was doubtful, I think, as early as like Tuesday or Wednesday. And now, uh, I think it was Saturday morning, he grabbed uh, Marvin Jones, or it could have been Sunday morning, but either way, I when think he was Sunday. Off, 
when he was claimed off the waivers, I was like, oh, shit. Like, Osborne just realized that he needs to put his player in. I'm kind of worried because of, you know, Mahomes has already only got me nine points. I was actually really worried about Kyler Murray going into this week uh, against the Giants. And then luckily, when I saw that Marquise Brown didn't play, I felt good, especially when I was seeing uh, Marvin Jones putting up the, the points. But then David Johnson didn't play, and then Edmonds went off. So it was just it was a terrible evening. And even with the luck of Osborne not paying attention to anything, I still managed to lose, which I couldn't be happier for that happening. That's fair. It's it fair point. me, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, you need a little bit of that. You're getting a little too puffed up over there. So, yeah, so um, the, the segue into, into my matchup that uh, I found extremely disappointing is, which I was trying to be the best I could be. And um, I knew that the San Francisco-Washington game I knew that there was going to be a little bit of rain. I looked up weather reports. I was like, okay, it looks like there's going to be slight showers, but it looks like it's going to be cleared up by the time that the game starts, and then it's just going to be light rain. But it was pouring down the entire game. Did you watch that game? I did not see it. I've seen the highlights of them doing the little slip and slide moves after the sacks and just Kittle just trying to cut and just eat crap on the floor. Yeah, it's disgusting. Now, see, I don't have a whole lot of football experience. Now, I did slay bodies against the Downies and um, back at Cherry Point, um, freaking burning Big Al on those deep routes. But heavy rain and passing the football do not mix. Hence, that is why Dante Pettis got zero points. And that was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was a good matchup for him um, going into it. But, yeah, the rain, they couldn't do anything. They, I mean, they already struggle enough. San Francisco does passing the ball, I would say. Uh, just because their run game is so strong, they don't need to rely on it in their defense. But if there was a game mm-hmm. where you thought Pettis would have did something, if the weather was, like, not what it was, it would have been this week. But, yeah, that was yeah. Rough for So you. that, on top of Larry Fitzgerald putting up his worst game all year as being, like, the only good receiver on the team, that was pretty rough. But I guess that swings in the whole direction of uh, just the Arizona Cardinals being incredibly disappointing this week. Rather, you had someone in your starting lineup that you shouldn't have had or that you had someone on your bench, Chase Edmonds. So I guess that's what well, you get. But anyways, to, um, to kind of wrap up this week, looking how things went, let's see if I can get my phone up, all the things I need to look at. So um, within these matchups, besides your own, was there anything uh, really interesting to quickly review? We'll kind of look at the matchups. Dennis beat me. By uh, seven points, terribly sad. Boomerang blew out. Japo Landman, uh, our yeah. quote unquote reigning champ. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, quick uh, stop on that game, real quick. There's nothing better than watching a fantasy matchup. Uh, Japo, I know you're listening. Uh, I've I have confirmation that you listen. Um, you're starting running back. Someone grabbed the cuff, and he single handedly beat you with the cuff. So there's nothing that can feel worse than that. I, I'd rather lose the way I did than the way you lost with your own player essentially is how you should look at it. Yeah, I'm sorry to um I'm sorry to steal an example from um from the core, but it's like whenever you hear these like uh Medal of Honor um readings that they do, the citations, and you hear about this guy that takes the enemy's weapon and just beats the shit out of him with it. Like that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's a good analogy of it this week. It's, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So, uh, so Boomerang, uh, he got the, uh, the Medal of Honor this week for sure with um, picking up Latavius Murray for, like, nothing. 
Like, what was the, the bid he even put on him? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't think it was big, though. No, it wasn't, because no one in this league's put money on anyone. No, you have. No, I did. I put big money on people, yeah. and, uh, and we'll see how it plays out, and we'll, we'll talk about that we'll later. We'll get to that, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just don't get it, dude. It, you, you must have zero common sense, like, whenever you have these news reports coming out. Oh, RB has a uh, has an ankle injury. He's not good. Kind of in the midweek, and you don't care to put a waiver in for his handcuff, especially whenever the offense is pretty decent. Just don't make sense to me. But um, you do you, Jeppo. Yeah, I guess it worked out last year. Um, so moving on, we got Big Bird. I think he was the uh, yeah he was the highest score of the week with uh, one thirty three point nine eight, taking down Miggy Del Taco. Just watching those uh those L's stack up over there. You got a uh, Falcon getting his second loss against Tingle. Yo, one one twenty six. He's getting the dubs. He's climbing that ladder. And then uh, Oklahoma flexing. Uh, yeah, I, it's it. just, he, I just feel he, bad talking about it either way because it's not he, like he, he played great. It. It's just it's, it's not that he played great, and uh, it's just it's just hard to. Hard to just bring attention to that because the whole thing is just like a cringe fest. So, yeah, real, um, real quick on Tingle, uh, I just like it to be known. I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but Zeke and Diggs, they beat Dave. That was a great move, I guess. It's looking like two weeks in, and the, the move's looking pretty good for Tingle over there. I know. That's, that's one of the things I always wish that there was. I wish that there was like a software where you could put in your league and you could like basically – leave the teams as if the trade didn't happen and it could simulate the rest of the season so you could compare the effects of the trade. But two weeks in, we have enough mental capacity to say that Dave probably didn't win with this trade. Yeah, as of right now, I mean, things can change, but obviously initial report of what's going on right now, it, it's not looking good. Diggs is hitting his stride finally. Yeah, yeah, no, and uh, the uh, – the Minnesota offense is, is passing a lot more. Um, I was listening to a stat today, and I think I'm pull it up real quick. I can find the player. But if you even look at Dalvin Cook's uh, target share within the first, was it five weeks? If you look at the first five weeks, five, week one was a little iffy, but he got two targets and then three targets, five targets, eight targets, six targets. You know, and those were the first five weeks that they were, like, super run heavy. And then it was on that fifth week against the Giants that, um, what was it, Diggs? Was it Diggs or Thielen that started complaining about the passing game? The Thielen, uh, right? Thielen. Thielen lost his mind on the sidelines, and everyone saw Yeah, that. he lost his mind. And then there was that interview where he was, like, talking trash about Kirk Cousins, and then Kirk Cousins, like, apologized. And then um, the two weeks following that, Dalvin Cook, two passes, two passes. Um or two targets, two targets. A little bit. I, th- I think that there's a little correlation there, but um, that's just me. So, um, so quickly, move in the go right ahead. direction for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think whenever they uh, they pass the ball, they have a lot of great weapons. They definitely do better. So, um, so yeah, let's move on. I believe next we're talking about the uh, the awards. Awards, oh, okay. Report. Just scrolling over it real fast. Best manager, Boomerang. He. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Worst manager, Falcon. I'm glad it happened. What uh, the Aaron Rodgers play though, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess. I mean, that play it hurts you. Um, I mean, I probably wouldn't have put Aaron Rodgers in given how he's been playing. All his receivers were 
expected to not even suit up. I mean, some of them did. Um, I mean, Watson was the right play, but that's just what you get from Aaron Rodgers, where he could just do that sometimes, and you just have no idea what's ever going to happen. Oh, that's just fantasy football. It's what happens. You get told David yeah. Johnson's going to play, and then Chase yeah. Edmonds plays, right? Just fantasy football. Get, Biggest blowout, Big Bird, 133 to uh, Del Rio's 105. Narrows victory. Uh, me and Dennis, 127 to 120. High scores, Big Bird. The lowest score, the big turd, is Baker's mm. Chubb. Mm. That's, a, that's good to yep. see. Yeah, well, hopefully so, we got um, that over with. Hopefully. Yo, we'll see. Um, we'll see a lot of the injuries keep coming up for me. The overachiever is the, uh, the silver lining of the week for me, which is uh, I, uh, I beat my projections by 4%. So uh, supposed to get projected for 116, got 120. Uh, I definitely thank Darren Waller for that and the uh, the Rams defense. So uh, below expectations, also the big yep. turd. Oof, that's a big also rough the one. big rig. You missed your projections by thirty eight percent. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it takes a skill set. Uh, like seriously, as a fantasy manager, to be projected almost one hundred and forty points, which is most weeks you would consider like that. That's a pretty solid outing. Um, that's to, a get 80, to get 84 points, I honestly, it's, at some point, I got to chalk that up. I just think that's a great managing of my roster to not put out the best potential. And with injuries included, I mean, I just think we're living up to the hype. I mean, 84, it's only uphill from here. It's going to be a great season. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. I, uh, I do not hope that's the case. I hope it's downhill. So uh, <laughs> I don't think you can get much further down than that. You can, no, but you I can. don't want it. You can you can you can leave Marvin Jones on your bench when you have yeah. a uh, doubtful player. Yeah, you but, can do uh, that. But yeah, um, so that's uh, that's kind of the wrap up of the uh, the last week. Is there anything else you want to point out? Now that's it. To seeing the uh, I guess players at positions of the week. Latavius Murray, best running back. Uh, Joppo, RIP. That that's rough for you, bud. That's rough. Um, yeah, that's all I got. So uh, so let's move on to the. Uh, the waivers, pretty interesting waivers. I'm sure you'd like to start this off. Yeah, uh, so going into the waivers, honestly, for my, like, I guess speaking uh, solely for myself, I really didn't know. I, like, this is the first week, I'd say in maybe two weeks, I thought there was decent players on the waiver wire. And I honestly, I didn't throw any bids that were big because I thought there were going to be a lot of people bidding on them. And I guess to see that, like, for example, like you threw $21 towards Kenny Stills, which I would have never thrown that much. Actually, I threw a big zero for Kenny Stills, thinking people weren't interested. It's just I enjoy to see that you spent twenty one dollars, where like a dollar would have gotten you a player. And Ty Johnson, yeah. you spent nineteen, and Mouton. I mean, he only had a dollar, so he probably wasn't going to throw money for anyone. Uh, pretty much, you spent forty dollars on free players, which I love. Uh, I couldn't be happier it happened to you, Tyrell Williams is the one I would have bid on. Uh, I ended up not doing it, and I actually saw today that he was practicing, so that's a pretty good pickup. Uh, you not getting Stafford is pretty solid. I, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, and you getting the quarterback that is looking towards being the backup, so you're still looking for a quarterback, and I'm probably going to grab a quarterback tonight just to hopefully I, I put a tube fab on him and you can't get someone, so look forward to that later. Interesting. Well, um, I look forward to seeing who that is. But, um, but yeah, I mean – Here's the thing is, um, is, you know, you have those fantasy players that, um, for whatever reason, they, they don't really have a process, right? They don't have like a, 
a method of thinking or like statistics. They kind of just do whatever um, they're told by either a person or an, or an app, which I think is kind of like next to the lowest form of being a fantasy player, right? Because it's like at that point, why don't you just let your app um, just do everything for you, which is, I mean, it's essentially what you're doing, right? It's like having a CPU in the league, right? I wish you would have told um, me to put Chase Admins in. I, that yeah. would have been useful no, information. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have told you to do that. But, um, but anyways, so, so yeah, I mean, I definitely, in hindsight, I definitely overpaid for a few players. Whenever you look at how everyone devalued. Or, um, hindsight's just, 2020. I guess, yeah, hindsight's 2020. Um, however, last night I was up till about midnight, and I was, like, I was like, look, I was like, the Kenny Stills thing, I'll address first. So how many touchdowns did Will Fuller get two weeks ago? I'll answer this for you. He got three touchdowns. Okay, right? yeah, it, sound, it sounds like you have some notes ready, so I'm ready to hear it. It's actually all in my head because I live and breathe this stuff. Okay. Um, even though I'm three and four, go snake and flake. Um, but at least I have a process, right? Okay. It's, a, it's about the, the love of the game. It's about the love of the game. Um, and I love the game. So, uh, so yeah. So, three, two weeks ago, Will Fuller had three touchdowns, right? Correct. Last week, do you know how many touchdown balls Will Fuller dropped? I uh, did not like, watch the game. Looking at his stats, he had zero touchdowns. So I'm going to guess three. He did. There were three plays where he was wide open, and it was if he would have caught the ball, it would have been a touchdown. So it would have basically been a were. repeat of the week before, right? So now Kenny Stills, who if you watch tape or really know anything about football, I think he's a better receiver than Will Fuller. Um, I think he's a better route runner. Um, he's just as much as a uh, down-the-field threat. And, um, and I think if you put Kenny Stills in those situations, I think he catches them. So, you know, back-to-back weeks, you have Deshaun Watson, who's a great QB. They're going up against Oakland this week, who has an atrocious defense. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't spend the money, especially considering what's currently available on, um, on the waiver wire or, uh, you know, to teams in general. So, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know why you spend the money. So that's my process. And this is where I get – this is what irks me. This is what just makes me fume at night and to where I can't go to sleep is, like, these guys that play fantasy that don't have a process, but they're, what they do is they wait for players to have big weeks, and then they're like, oh, I want that guy. Well, that big week that that player wasn't on your team or he was on the bench, it doesn't do you any good. Right. So, so how about you have like a way of thinking or a system that can maybe help predict some of this stuff. That's what I'm about. Right. So, yeah. um, so we'll, Ken- see, we'll see if it plays Kenny, off. Yeah. Kenny Stills. Uh, I mean, he's a good receiver. I, I mean, I think it's a good pickup. I, I would, I guess where I would have held my value at him. Obviously I didn't bid on him. I just threw a, a zero on him. Just the fact that, I mean, I feel confident about my receivers going forward, like as we're sitting. Um, and I thought there were going to be some more players that people were dropping that I'd be able to pick up, you know, probably like tonight or something. Um, mm-hmm. Ty Johnson, though, 19, like you spending 19 on Ty Johnson. I mean, I, even if you don't like Ty Johnson, because they're probably going to split with, uh, was the other one, Dislick or whatever, or uh, McKissick, yeah. my bad. Yeah, um, McKissick, yeah. But for you to lose Carrie Johnson, who obviously is an RB2, like a pretty solid RB2, um, I mean, it's a no-brainer that you got to throw money because you got to try and replace that 
hole and there wasn't anyone else on the waivers that you could get the volume that's potentially there for Ty Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, with uh, kind of my thought process behind that was that, you know, I felt like I had decent depth at running back because, you know, even this week uh, without carry on, I still have um, Tevin Coleman. I still have Chubb. I have Tevin Coleman, which Tevin Coleman's great. He's getting like around 20 carries a game. And uh, the San Francisco running game has uh, been fantastic. Um, so he, I, I, he's a solid play. He hasn't uh, boomed as much as I wanted him to, but. And the sleeper, Joe Mixon. Yeah, the sl- yo, I'll hold on to him. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that there's going to be a potential trade. Yo, if That's anyone's it. looking for a solid running back, Joe Mixon's no, no, available. No, no, in the actual NFL, not in fantasy. Oh, okay. In the actual NFL. I got my fingers crossed for a potential trade. But we'll see what yeah. happens. But, um, but anyways, yeah, I mean, it was, it was more so the fact that I was looking at Dave's lineup, and I was like, maybe I just think that he's better at fantasy than he actually is. And I thought maybe he would think, oh, Swerve just lost this player. Well, let me put money on his backup. And I take him. And maybe I thought that the rest of the league was a lot better than they actually were. And all these guys that have literally spent zero fab throughout the whole year would be like, oh, Swerve just lost uh, one of his starting running backs. Let me grab his backup. But considering their benches are pretty much garbage, um, I was really surprised that they didn't. Um, so yeah. more so that move was like, I want to take away the opportunity from someone else. Because I feel like I have pretty decent depth at running back. Um, like I said, I'm starting three this week. Joe Mixon is awfully disappointing. But, I mean, you can start him and, I guess, uh, the, pray for a touchdown. He's, he's, yeah, you can pray for a touchdown. I mean, he's better than most of the stuff you can find on the waiver wire. So... So, yeah, that's kind of the process. No, you got to trust the process, man. You got to hold true to it. You got to trust it. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's uh, pretty much it for the, the waiver wires. I guess you got anything more to say? Nah, I just I, – I hope something big happens later on and then you and Mouton have one fob and it's just going to be easy because, you know, I know you, Mouton, and Dave, honestly, you're really the only ones that play the waiver for the most part. I mean, everyone else throws in, but they throw the low bids. So I, I'm pretty confident that if I was throwing over $10, I'll get whoever falls to the waivers in the future. And that's fair. I think, um, and this is something I would definitely like to say to everyone, which it's like the thing with the whole fab system is that the more, like if you acquire a player earlier on in the year, the money you spend on him is more valuable than money you would spend on a player later on in the year. Because whenever you spend, like, like I mean, let's say there's the long shot that Ty Johnson takes over the carry-on role, and he's basically a replacement, right? I, I have him for the rest of the year. So someone else might be waiting, holding their fab for something bigger later on in the year, which isn't guaranteed, right? But you're going to have him for a shorter period of time. So it makes sense that if there's an opportunity, you take the opportunity earlier on in the year and spend the fab so that you get a better return because you're going to have them for the rest of the year. You see what yeah, I'm saying? When Del- so when, when Delvin Cook goes down, though, going to be looking yo, when real Delvin nice Cook goes getting down, Madison with yeah, two fob because I mean, Mouton can't handle nothing. I don't know why someone doesn't have Madison on their bench already. but um, Someone but did last week. Me. Someone did last week, and they dropped him. And, and someone else also has, like – yeah, and someone else also has, like, three empty roster spots and uh, no one filling those spots, which they could Yo, easily fill with handcuffs. Tingle catches dubs, though, so you can't really – He caught one. He caught one, so we'll see. We'll see how this week goes. Who's he playing this week? Is he playing this week? He's playing flexing. Oh, jeez. 
God, I'm scared. I'm scared to preview that game. I won't look at it. So, nope. um, so yeah, was there – go ahead. I was just looking at the playoff projections. I mean, you're I'm, – I'm thinking you're at five. So, you lose this week today. This is a big matchup for you. Uh, I'm not going to go into previews over matchups. That's that's a later show. But you could be looking at being in the toilet bowl come week nine. That's, that's scary. true. I could. But um, I'm awfully confident that in, uh, in my points four and that by the end of the year, if it comes down to it, I'll definitely have more points than uh, whoever I have a tied record with. So I'm not worried. Okay. So, so gotta, yeah. Um, keep you in it. Well, I'm, um, I'm not totally there right now. So is there anything else that we're going to talk about? Nah, man, that's pretty much it. We, I think we hit the nail on the head this week. Uh, we All got right. The, we got the predictions for the matchups coming. Oh, you never went over the uh, – Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, you know. The, predict- the predictions we Are, made last week. All your bold predictions that you made. You know, the bold predictions. So, obviously, the Jets did not do that great, and Big Bird won his game and didn't need to play golf. Goff. However, Goff was clearly the better play. He didn't play him. Uh, oh, geez, my throat's – Yeah, still the high score of the week, though. That's true. Um, but, yeah, clearly the Jets didn't do as good as I thought they would have. I thought they would have given up a better fight. Being at home, having Sam, Don- uh, Sam Darnold back, um, I thought they would have been a little better. Um, however, the bold prediction I made by my lineup choices, which I thought was fire, that somehow no one else caught was playing the Rams defense against Atlanta. Um, I don't know why no one cared to roster them, especially with the, uh, the trade for that cornerback. Uh, I felt like people were sleeping, but I felt like that was a pretty good play I was happy with. Yeah, that's a good play. But then you got Pettis. Yeah, yeah. Then you got the rest of my roster that was an utter disappointment. But I was solely carried by the Rams defense and Darren Waller, who got almost 30 points as a tight end, which is unbelievable. Um, But, yeah, as far as the uh, the projections go, see if I can find that real fast and get that pulled up. all right, I'm not finding it, so we'll just go over what we know. Basically, me and the rig tied for projections. Um, yeah, somehow only... I lost, um, and that's me losing. I, two injuries. I mean, well, well, I guess what you could call David Johnson. It wasn't an injury, a healthy scratch after he's pronounced active for the game. That's just fantasy robbery in the best scenario ever. Um, so I did lose. So that's pretty much how you ended up getting the tie with me for our predictions for the week, I would say. Yeah, because you lost your game, and then uh, you got the uh, – who, who, you, you bet that I would win, which was re- really kind. Um, yeah. But I lost. So you missed two, and then I missed myself, clearly, and uh, the you Del Rio game. You picked to win. Yep. I picked Maggie. Yo, I have faith um, in Big Bird's roster. I'm not here to hype people up, but going forward, I do like his roster. Yeah, I mean, if uh, I'd be a fan of any roster that has the Patriots defense. So, um, clearly clearly the uh, the most valuable pick in the draft. So, uh, so you got anything else to say before no, we wrap it. this up? That's it's, it? It's, All right. It's, well, a, uh, it's a beautiful Wednesday. I'm on my way to AutoZone after this, boys. Wish me luck. Yo, I hope it goes good. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's it for us here at the Snake and Flake Fantasy Football Podcast. It's uh, Swerve and Snake and Big Rig Warwick signing out. See you guys later. Bye.